welcome to the higher energy superpower. Yeah. Man, I almost fucked that up again. <laughs> Cover it in post. Uh, <laughs> we are the Turbo Duel. Again, my name is Salvatore Mata. I am your host today, tonight, this evening, however you're listening to this, in the car, on the bus, on the road, in your bedroom. On the shitter. <laughs> and directly in front of me is my hetero life mate, Trenton E. Wright Third. Welcome, Trent. Esquire. How are you doing today? Tonight, I am doing great. Couldn't be better. That's wonderful. Anything, anything new in the world of Trenton Wright? Come on, you and I both know that's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the band rolling. You got this new this new band project. Truth, truth. And right. something to the effect of uh, at least the initial idea was to do covers We're of doing covers. boy band songs. But that's yeah. kind of kind of morphed that you're doing other stuff. <clears throat> yeah, we kind of expanded it a little bit. Uh, we are doing Backstreet Boys, everybody. Everybody. But the new jam we're doing, working on, is uh, Huey Lewis, "Hip to Be Square." Oh, nice. With with like the hard two step and breakdown in it, it sounds pretty tight. You should do the one uh, where he's on the beach singing to the girls in his like polo. It's the this is it. Oh, uh, allegedly Huey Lewis, huge hog. Really? Mm, yeah, there's an article about it. Important for us to know that. Yeah, I guess there's an, a big article about his big meat. Maybe he and Moses Malone got together and mm. had a little... They French braided their dongs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like an egg bread for Easter. Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> it seemed like they get along. Yeah, it's like um, it's like that... Uh, that it was Joe Piscopo. It'd be the first Joe Piscopo reference today. Or ever. <laughs> uh, let's see. A little bit later in the podcast, he might come up again. Okay. But Joe Piscopo and Eddie Murphy doing Ebony and Ivory on uh, right. on SNL. Yeah, that's kind of how this would be. It would be like Huey Lewis and Moses Malone. Yeah. Moses Malone or Carl Malone? Uh, well, the story you had was about Moses Malone. Well, it wasn't a story. It's It's a truth through a story that I heard from somebody else who was there. So it's a story. (laughs) (laughs) I had to go around the bend for that one. Yeah. Uh, So uh, today we're basically going to be um, coming to the conclusion or or concluding our discussion about Road Rash. Now, in the last podcast, we talked about Road Rash is one, two, and three on the Sega Genesis. And then today we're going to be discussing the 32-bit version of Road Rash, which was sort of the reimagining of Road Rash. It came out on the 3DO in 1994, PlayStation in 1995, and the Sega Saturn in 1996. It also saw a PC release. Oh, wow. Yep. This was developed and published by Electronic Arts. And the difference between, there's a couple different key differences between the 32-bit versions and the 16-bit versions that came out. I would hope so. Well, definitely, but um, this was the these were the first games to actually go in and use a 3D engine. Uh, engine. Exactly. So the buildings are, are three dimensional, and the the play space is three dimensional. You don't you don't have scrolling backgrounds now. It's an actual 3D world space that they're working in. Now the characters are digitized, so a lot like the Road Rat we talked about Road Rash Three. Yep. All hail Road Rash Three. <laughs> 
that game is phenomenal. Um, they're digitized, but they're definitely higher resolution. There's more color. There's more going on with those character models than there were in the 16-bit era. Um, and a lot of there, there are there is sprite work in that, but um, it is a 3D world space. The the movement and the progression is a lot smoother than you're going to find on the 16-bit platforms. It's just a more advanced um, and satisfying movement through that world space in those games. Um, as I said, there are 2D. The, the 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 riders themselves are 2D and, and digitized. Um, one of the key differences between this version and the one that the, the the piece of it that people keep coming always come back to is the fact that this is the soundtrack that had Soundgarden on it, and a lot of those. What do you even call that? Industri- industri- it was no, that was kind of. It was well. I mean, Soundgarden was considered grunge. Grunge. But this was. Okay. I mean, when the game came out, I was like, this is way past. Well, not way past, but kind of. It was past the peak of like the grunge era. Um, By the time that the game had come out. Yeah, because this was ninety five, ninety six. By yeah, I mean, let's let's just say ninety ninety five, ninety six, end of ninety five, ninety six, because no, the, nobody owned a three do. <laughs> yeah, we've, like, we've talked about the three do and how it's just because like, like, like that grunge era kind of like peaked around 91 with nirvana right. Soundgarden, pearl jam and then kind of e- ea let's talk about ea and the 3do man they were like they were best friends well i mean you had trip hawkins <laughs> who, who started ea and yeah and then and then started the 3do company so you had that relationship that went, that was there so they they were there to, to support it from the beginning and so that's when the road rash it was it came out on on the 3DO first, so it was like yeah, an exclusive, 32, pretty much. Yeah, I mean they had they had some software. I mean they had uh, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, so they had you know that 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 version f- was the first version that kind of existed that wasn't in the arcades. So they had their their dumbass way to do two players where you had to slap it to the first controller, like tether it, daisy chain. Yeah. Well, that's not the worst of the problems. The worst of the no. problems was a seven hundred ninety nine. No, I know price that. Tag, yeah. You know. To play when like the P the PlayStation was about half that, almost. Right. I'm not gonna pay that much to play Zool. <laughs> you sure? Or Gex? <laughs> no, Gex is. I, I played. I originally played Gex on the PSX, and that no, game I know, was awesome. No, I know. It was on the 3DO. Crystal it was. Dynamics wasn't Start- that wasn't it first on on yep. uh, 3DO? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Need for Speed was originally. On, if it just wasn't so expensive, it probably uh it probably would have done a lot better. Yeah, I mean it. Like it, I mean, the graphics-wise, it was it was. I mean, it was pretty close to uh, PlayStation. The 3DO kind of reminds me of, kind of follow me through this, like the Dreamcast. Now, the Dreamcast was 199 when it came out, so very very mm. different. But though you know, you have these these platforms that kind of come out. They're trying to get out early, but because of that, they kind of sacrifice a little bit of power. So yeah, Sega. Know, so. Yeah, so I mean, the, the Dreamcast came out a little bit earlier than the PS2, but everybody was hyped about the PS2, and it, the PS2 is a stronger platform in terms of processing power and graphics and all that. Yeah. So it it really couldn't compete on that level, um, and 3DO is kind of the same. It it could do 3D, it, you know, and it had it could push polygons, but not as much as PlayStation One or even the Saturn. Um, and then when the 64 came in, that was like the end you know it was pretty much over, over over that by that point um i owned a 3do for a little while um bef- you and nine other people well before uh before liz and i moved out 
and I went to the apartment we needed to raise some funds, and I sold off some stuff that was like I had a, a CDI at one point. I don't know <laughs> how. I can't, or why I, can't you even, had it. I can't even remember what I had. I got it. I bought it for twenty five bucks. This guy sold it to me for twenty five bucks. This at the flea market? No. Well, he he was a guy that I met from the flea market, and I remember we met down on Route Six by the Shell station. That sounds suspect. He was creepy. <laughs> he was creepy. I was probably like 16. And he kept talking to me about tooth protectors for, for Atari 2600. He's like, <laughs> you got to find tooth protectors. If you find tooth protectors, it's a really, really like valuable game. So, I mean, I'm guessing tooth protectors is one of those like, wasn't there like a Crest game or something like that? That was like I've never Col- Colgate or something made it. And it was. I've never even heard of it. I mean, there on the Super Nintendo there was Captain Novelin, which was you were I like found a that, superhero. Dentist. I found that at a Salvation Army complete in box, and I complete sold, in box. Yep. And I sold it for sixty. Fuck. I sold it for sixty bucks, like a year later. I don't know what it goes for now. Yeah, probably like triple that at least. Maybe. Yeah, Captain Novelin. Um, we were talking about Road Rash, weren't we? Yeah. So yeah, so it had it had licensed music, which was kind of like a a big selling point to it. I don't know if people necessarily bought it because of that by that time, by that point, but yeah, Soundgarden, this band called Hammerbox, another one, <laughs> Hammerbox. Called, another one called Monster Magnet, which I heard on the radio today. Oh, Monster Magnet was dope. I heard them. I, they were on um, like lithium or one of those. Uh, I don't know. I don't know their earlier stuff. I just know their, their, their big album that came out around like 97. They had, Space Lord, mother, mother, ding, 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 ding. and it's funny because they came out with a video for that, and they basically made like the Puff Daddy Mace video. Like all the guys had like the shiny, the shiny suits and everything. Oh, nice! Yeah, Space Lord was a hot jam. I never heard of him. Really? I heard him on oh. the radio today. I was yeah. like, funny, we're going to be talking about this, and of course, I'm I'm seeing them. It's Big Brother is watching you. Yeah. Um. This road rash, in the, in the previous road rashes, you couldn't really pick anything. You kind of just started with a generic racer. But in this version, you can actually pick characters to start as, and they have their own bikes. A lot of them have their own weapons that they use. Um, so it's a little bit more nuanced into you know how you're going to pick the specific characters. Um, there are full motion video segments. That was kind of like a big thing in the, in the era. But so, these ones... Um actually made like sense or yeah, added so, to the game instead of just being just like yeah just throw some video in there no no no. it's it's like you know you start out and like the first video is the guy like revving up his engine and getting ready to go out and then if you win the race everybody's like cheering you on yeah. and you've won and you're celebrating and the girl the girl grabs your jacket and you know you're gonna go get laid or something like that and everybody's like freaking out or if you get busted you know there's like that there's that fmv i'm sure um we'll have to to fire it up and, and kind of confirm that but Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was another big piece of it. Uh, this version also goes back to California, so all of the races that you're doing are going to be in California. You've got the city segments, the Pacific Highway, the Sierra Nevadas, so you've got all these different areas in California that you're racing racing around. I don't know why they decided to kind of go back, but it's sort of like a back to the, back to the roots sort of. Back to the primitive. Back to the primitive. Fuck all your politics. Yep, I knew it was coming. <laughs> little, little soul fly. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's this this version of Road Rash is 
by and large hailed as like the the smoothest you know purest version of of, of the game um again i last podcast i said road rash 2 was was the one that was loved the most and then we came yeah. out of that so what do you know so it's i'm just saying like <laughs> when you look you know if you look at all the youtube videos of people you know all, all the big names that that review this stuff you look at digital foundry um john lineman did a review of 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 road rash and it's um i believe his his favorite version of the game a lot of these these youtubers or these reviewers like like this version of the game um I actually owned this game back in the day, but I didn't own it on a Saturn or a PlayStation or even a 3DO. PC? I, I own it on PC because KB Toys was they would go through this they would go through these phases where they would like unload their old stock of stuff. Oh, I know. So like that's how I got my Virtual Boy, that's how I got my Jaguar for like 50 bucks on clearance. You know, they had all the games. Oh, I remember when they had the Jaguar there. Yeah. So that's how I got my Jaguar, which is again I sold that in the whole a Jaguar in the whole moving segment. I sold my Virtual Boy, but I made, I mean, I probably doubled my money from that point. I mean, I can't argue with that. You know, it's but anyways, stuff that I don't need, and <laughs> it's just kind of like fringe stuff. I want to focus on on. I do on remember when they did have like stuff. PC games there though. But they had the PC games, and I remember I got three games, three games for like <laughs> they were like. 15 bucks a piece. It was uh, Bassmasters Classics or something like oh, that. Oh, that's definitely... You have to have that. It was a pretty good game. It, it was a fishing game. It, it was it was fun. I got um, Road Rash, and I got Celebrity Poker starring <laughs> Joe Piscopo <laughs> and Morgan Fairchild. As soon as the game starts off with Celebrity, you already know it's going downhill. I probably played Celebrity Poker more than the other two games. Don't ask me why, but it was the one I remembered the most. Damn, you were, I think you were the only person I knew that would play PC games back then. I didn't. I, I didn't. It was like the no. Only I know you few... didn't, but you you had them. Like I, no one. I don't no. remember anyone. They were, like had the, a... they were like the big box ones. I actually, know one of my uh, friend Jesse Clark did. I think he was the only one that knew that because he's the one that had like Doom and Wolfenstein. Yeah. Well, this was just like a clearance type of like, hey, let's just give it a shot. But I got Road Rash, and I played the. The hell out of that game too i mean that was do you have one of those sick three button controllers uh i think it was like two button two or three i don't know it had to be three at least three or, no four button it was like the snes style yeah um but it worked and the game played great and i remember having a lot of fun with it. i love i actually really enjoyed the fmv scenes back in the day you know especially when you win there's like a reward in seeing that that fmv where where you win and you get the girl or you raise the cup or whatever. Gotta get the girls. Yeah. Um, but anyways, it was it was a lot of fun. Did you did you play this game I, back then? You know, I definitely remember playing it, but I think it yeah, was PS one. Yeah, but on the I think I only remember playing it. Was it on one of the demo discs? I think that came in like the mm-hmm. PlayStation magazine, like PlayStation Underground. Yeah, I remember they every month had a, a demo disc because. I but think... this came out in '95, though, like late '95. It was like a it was like a big box game. No, I understand, but I still think it was. They on... might have been. Re- they might I have re-released it, on... it in the smaller case. If it wasn't, then the only way I would have played it is my friend Nick Desertel. He, I, I feel like I played it at his house. Um, Want to call was... him up real quick? And yeah, yeah, out? yeah. I'll just hit him up. See. Yeah. Hey, you remember if we played uh, <laughs> Road Rash on PlayStation? Yo, Nick, we haven't talked in like two decades, <laughs> but. Uh... 
You remember that game? <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure we played it, right? Because <laughs> he was the only, I think he was, he was like the only other person that I knew that had a PlayStation. Um, well, one of my other friends did, but there was only two people that I knew that else that had a PlayStation, and that would be into that kind of game. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was, I don't really remember anything about it. I just remember seeing it like in all the magazines on for you know the re- they would re- review it for 3DO and like GamePro and EGM, Game Informer, mm-hmm. and they were saying like that this was like the best Road Rash mm-hmm. for like the, the, the 3DO version, and obviously they were the big deal with like the actual music in the game. Yeah, that was about it. That was my only experiences. With I, remember, the road rash. I remember those ESPN like extreme sports games. Oh, that I remember that on the demo disc. Those games seemed so fucking stupid. Oh, they were. I mean, we played them because it was they on looked, the demo they, disc. They looked like complete trash. I've never played one before, but even looking in the magazines back then, it was like, I'm, there's, I have no desire it to was, play this shit. It, it it was definitely like inspired by Road Rash, in Kitchen because yeah. it was kind of like the same idea. Because that's there was like a rollerblading course. When we were on a bike, yeah, I think one on a skateboard, but I'm pretty sure you could like hit them and you know hit like other people in the race. Yeah, it wasn't. I just remember be that was definitely on one of the demo discs we, we played. I just looked at it and they said, "Okay, well, if you buy that, you're throwing away fifty dollars." <laughs> like you have all these, you have all these choices of games you could play, like all these choices on on PlayStation. You're gonna buy that fucking piece of dog shit. And I think they made a sequel. It was like three I shouldn't extra. say that. I shouldn't say that because I I've never played it. But it just it just looked it just looked like shit. Sorry, I'm getting a little. <laughs> I don't know why I brought that I'm getting up. Getting heated. I guess it's the extreme talk. Um. So and then, well, I think the way we're gonna do this because we've only got one more game that we're gonna be playing. So we're gonna discuss um our next game and then we'll play. Road Rash and Road Rash 64, and then we'll come back and kind of discuss and compare and contrast uh, them against the earlier games. But um, uh, are you comfortable with that? <laughs> Am I comfortable with that? Are you going to be able to handle that? <laughs> uh, I mean, anything else on Road Rash? Not if we're just not if we're just talking about the that first 32 bit yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, no, because like I said, the only. Thing I knew, I just remember seeing it in all the magazines at the time, and yeah. everyone saying how like great of a game it was. Um, so, Road Rash '64 came out in August of 1999. So we're talking about five years later. Uh, in between Road Rash 32-bit and Road Rash '64, um, there was Road Rash 3D, and we're not going to play Road Rash 3D, but that game is not really considered. It's it's definitely on the lower tier of Road Rash games. It doesn't really emphasize the combat, and um, it's a little bit it's a little bit rougher. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna avoid Road Rash 3D, but we're gonna and mainly because we don't have it. Well, <laughs> right. But I mean, I think when I think of Road Rash, well, I want I want to focus on on sort of the inflection points with it. You know, I want to focus on that early series. The 32-bit reimagining, and then something different, but something also that was actually reviewed pretty well. And Road Rash 64 was reviewed well. Most of the publications, really? yeah, most of the publications gave it sevens and eights. Oh yeah. There was only one publication that didn't like it. And can you guess which publication that was? Oh wow. Um, this was 99. Yeah. 
Uh, I'm just going to say Game Informer. Electronic Gaming Monthly. Really? Yeah, they were harsh on it. Eh, well, I mean... They gave it like a 4.2. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> they threw the curve way off then. Yeah, yeah, way off. So everybody else liked it, like games, like video games. I just, I don't know or, how you could give it... I, I don't understand how like you it. could give it that low of a rating. I mean, I guess if, One, you, were, if you, know, you were comparing it to like other racing games on the 64, maybe, but it's just a fun game. Well, the interesting thing, too, Still. is EGM always had four reviewers. So I don't know how I have to find that that issue and look at it, but everyone gave it a four, or that was like the average. I, it must have been the average. Yeah, I do remember they did four people's reviews: yeah, Sushi X and then three other guys that were whoever was in the rotation at the time. Um, but w- something that's really interesting about Road Rash sixty four is that it was developed by a company called Pacific Coast Power and Light, which sounds like your electric company. <laughs> I know, right? Um, but it was it, there was a guy who um, worked at EA that started his own company and then um, basically got licensed to to make the game. But what's fu- so funny about this because Road Rash is still owned to this day by EA, as far as I know. But the game was published by THQ. Oh yeah, that is right. I totally forgot about which that. Which is which is boggles my mind that you'd have a game that was owned by one company. And then one company that could absolutely publish it. I mean, there's no reason why EA could pub- couldn't publish it. They just didn't want to. Hmm. You know? Maybe they felt like it wasn't going to be up to par with the Road Rash name, or or they just didn't have the time to could have been work it. I mean, you have on a, on a cartridge. I, I mean, I just picked up um, Shinobi Legions for Sega Saturn, and that game is published by Vic Tokai. Oh yeah, yep. it, but it's developed by Sega, which is so freaking weird that you have that, those arrangements. Like you made the game, but you're not gonna publish it. You know, it'd be, what, what does that what does that mean? And Shinobi Legends is a good game. I just don't know what happened between Sega of America and Sega of Japan, and and picking it up or not picking it up, and and then you have Vic Tokai, you know, probably on their last legs. <laughs> you know. Like, yeah. uh, Anything we can get our hands on, publish it. Get it out now. <laughs> Shinobi, absolutely. Let's do it. The same Vic Tokai that published uh, Criticom. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were like, yeah, we trust you guys. <laughs> Go look up videos of Criticom, everybody, if you want to have a good laugh. Yeah, we uh, that was one of like the fighting games oh, we yeah, played yeah. on the Sega Saturn on our first YouTube. Our first YouTube video is uh, it was bad Sega, Sega Saturn <laughs> fighting, fighting games. Um. So uh, the so Road Rash sixty four actually does take advantage of the expansion pack. So it if, does. If, I remember that. If you ha- if you have the expansion pack, it's and it's not that it's all or nothing either, which is pretty cool because a lot of sixty four games that utilize the expansion pack would just would just bump up the resolution or or bump something. This this game you had the choice, so you could you know you could you could do a widescreen option. You could do it in the high res, which is four eighty i. You could do that mode. Or you could you could choose not to, so you could you could basically play with it, you know, for whatever whatever you know would suit you or what you'd want you know to have as as part of that feature set, which is kind of cool. Yeah, but I remember a lot of the, the the problem with that was like a lot of the games back then is like, yeah, use the expansion pack and then you turn it on and upgrade the graphics and then the game would just could be Chug. sludge. It just like, well, what's the point of it? <laughs> right. But I don't think it, I don't think it did that on Road Rash uh, sixty four. I mean, we'll find out. I think it still played pretty smooth. Yeah, I mean, all the reviews basically said that 
the game played great. It was just the low polygon count because they wanted to fit more characters on screen. Oh yeah, this game, yeah. this game, this was so coming from Road Rash 3D, which was reviewed so poorly. They said, "Well, we need to we need to refocus on combat." Road Rash 3D focused more on racing, and Road Rash is not just racing. That's we talked about on the last podcast. How it's not how any of this works. You gotta com- <laughs> you gotta combine those two elements into something greater than each of the individual parts, and they got away from that in Road Rash 3D. So in Road Rash 64, they just kind of went full on bore into the combat. I mean, I was looking at some videos. You'd have like six guys just like <laughs> I know. smashing against one another so the polygon counts were low but at least the action was a lot smoother yeah and they were willing to sacrifice the polygon count yeah there sure wasn't that the a lot well. of crazy detail in like the the backgrounds of the buildings or anything no. but it's still fun it it i from what i remember and we'll see if it's true it does feel a little bit floaty like the controls and uh like the if speed you, if of you it. remember it that way then it's probably gonna <laughs> but it's it's so fun though it's like just it's you know playing road rash 3 but you know a is, more it like the, is it like version. the racing version of like like wcw versus nwo revenge i guess you could say that if you're going to compare it to a, like a wrestling game yeah and then yeah that's what it looks like to me and like, then like uh, even the character models oh yeah kinda, yeah yeah kinda that's like well that. that's the that's kind of like the standard nintendo 64 kind of look Cause yeah. wait, did THQ did Mission Impossible? Did they do that one? No, maybe not. I feel like that was like, Activision but just like the, yeah, just that those like the character sprites are, yeah, that that's kind of like the standard Nintendo sixty four look. Well, Mission Impossible, I don't know if that was developed on Play because it came out on PlayStation. No, so, I know, but the one on sixty four was... was completely different <laughs> from sixty four. Ah, the muddy edition. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I uh, I don't know if there was a crazy like I know in a lot of all the the racing games on sixty four was the whole uh, the fog would they would put like that fog in the, the fog game fog of war yeah so it would kind of reduce the pop up I don't PlayStation did it too I mean look at Silent Hill I mean Silent Hill made made a horror game out of the fog and if and you know if you remember the Genesis games they they kind of had the uh, the humor in the Road Rash and this one keeps it up I mean one of, one of the weapons is a like a fucking two foot banana <laughs> it's just like just like slugging like the the biker dudes with just this two foot banana is amazing you can use a pool cue um, you can use mace and those are and not those the are wrapper M A C E <laughs> Um, and, and those are some new weapons that you, and you can still use, like you can still, you can use nunchucks. You can still use the cattle prod, still use crowbars, all those other stuff, but they added some funky new, new weapons to it, which, which makes it light and fun. Yeah. The banana. That's the best. I didn't see that, but I'll take your, I'll take your word for it. (laughs) It's it's in there. Yeah. Uh, the, um, and the, the, like, (laughs) and you know, knocking, just punching the guys is still just as great, especially when you can knock them off. And they're just like, (laughs) (laughs) well, like as they're like leaning over. Yeah, no, like it. You know, if you punch them like however many three or four times, and then like fall off the bike, that's the sound. They're like, and they fall (laughs) off the bike. That's funny. Um, The in in this case, the I don't know how they did this, but the music is licensed in the '64 version, and it's the actual songs, which is crazy to think because those cartridges had such small amounts of memory to be able to fit 
those tracks on there? I mean, they, do they keep like looping them like like thirty second spots or? No, I'm well. I from what I can remember, I'm pretty sure it was like the full songs. I mean, the only other the other game that did that was No Mercy, but those were they sounded. I mean, you could they were still like the theme entrance songs, but they were only like a small clip. It mm-hmm. was like twenty seconds, but it actually had the music in it. It didn't sound like CD quality. It was really mm-hmm. compressed. But I just remember on this road, Rash had the games in there. I just remember Sugar Ray, Main Machine, yeah. Main Machine. It's that was a like, jam right there. It's almost like the Offspring and uh, Crazy Taxi. Yep. You know, just like that one track that when you hear it, you think of the game. That's honestly the only. That's the only track I remember from Road Rash was the Sugar Ray again, Main Machine. Again, I don't know. Like they, it's like like it with the other Road Rash. Like they got this one big band, and then they got all this other stuff you've never heard of. Like. Maybe you have. Wait, like, do you have the listing of the like, Road Rash like, like 64 games? CIV, oh, yeah, the, I don't know. the Mermen, <laughs> full, full on the Mouth, which sounds like a porno. <laughs> these are all the Hot 100 list on your billboard like, I, for this who, week. Who are these? Who are these bands? And then Sugar Ray, which with you know, the, the, there's there were two tracks I guess from Lemonade and Brownies, which is their debut album. Oh, there was another Sugar Ray track. There's, on there? there's one more. You know what they? I you know what they're probably going for? Like we'll get one big name. We'll license that track, and then we'll get like a bunch of other lesser-known bands that kind of have the same similar style. We don't have to pay as much, but with like we still have actual songs in the game, right? I, I would guess. Like Jet Moto did that too, didn't they? They had they had did they like extreme like extreme music? Oh no no no, they that that was all. Yeah, I can remember the music from there. It was it was more of the Mountain Dew and Butterfinger advertisements that I'm thinking about. Oh okay, which is not music. So, but um. Yeah, I mean the game was well received. I mean most people, most most reviewers liked it. So, again, this might be another one of those. I hate to say like hidden gem, but one of those games that is lesser talked about that is you know could possibly be worth your time. So, we're gonna um, we're gonna take a little break here. We're gonna we're gonna test out these two games, and then uh, come back and discuss our our findings. We'll be right back. This portion of our show has been brought to you by. The alien invasion has begun, and it's up to the five of us to stop them. Animorphs Transformers! We've been given an incredible power to morph into any animal we touch. I'm more than just Jake now. I'm changing with the ferocious power of the tiger. My hands becoming fierce claws. I'm Tobias, morphing from human to hawk. My wings pour me for air attack. The evil aliens led by Visser 3 are here, and there's only one way to change his plan. Pounce like animals. Animorphs, each soul separately. Okay. All right. So we're back here. And um, I got to say, there's one thing I can say about all of the road rashes that we've played so far. They're all great. They're all fun. <laughs> like every single one of them in their own right is a ton of fun, is a blast. I can't say I could pick up one of these games and say, ugh, I'm not going to have <laughs> a great time. I'm not going to smile. I'm not going to laugh. I still think. I don't know if you don't it's need because to, you don't, it was... You, you don't need to go into... We can we can round up the whole shebang towards the end. But round I wanna, it. I want to focus on these, oh, okay, these on two the... games that we played just now. Yeah. Um, I've got no more design notes. I've got no more information about the games. It's just purely... He's freeballing it. Oh, God. It's just purely like what we experienced. And I can, I can say that for the 32-bit version, I'm kind of starting to wonder why they even had the music in the game because the music doesn't play when you're racing yeah which is kind of like the whole point yeah. of having the music i mean the engine noises are great you know the scrolling is really good um 
but you only hear the music at the end of a race or it's not the like menus. they couldn't do it you know um so i just i don't understand that piece of it you paid all this money to have the soundtrack or these with these bands in there and you didn't use them really so I, I don't know i just feel like that was a little bit of a waste it would have been nice to have it's like false advertising it would have been nice to have that that <clears throat> licensed music in the in the game like you would when like the offspring played or you know um you were talking about with um sugar ray in in, in 64 you know or so or tony hawk where you've got these licensed tracks that are kind of like the heartbeat of that game you know it would have made it made it a lot better but that being said it it's really smooth um it still p- plays pretty much the same as a 16-bit one the steering's yeah. a little there's some physics to it. There's yeah. there's there's inertia to your left and right movement. So if you're going really fast, it's hard to move that bike going left and right. It seemed like with the 16-bit versions, it doesn't matter as that you were going as fast as you were. Let's say you were at top end speed, you could still move left and right pretty easily. Whereas in this version, it's a little bit more realistic. Your inertia is pulling you forward, and thus it's harder to move. So if you if you get jostled to the left or right and you're going that fast to be able to steer your car or your, your, your motorcycle back into the lane that you want to be in takes a lot. It takes a lot of inertia going back the other way. And, and, and you could actually put yourself in a position of being in front of a car or some kind of obstacle. And we like, you found yourself crashing a, a ton, at least in that first race. Oh yeah. In the 32 bit version. Yeah. So, for some reason, I I didn't have a whole lot of trouble with it. I felt like I felt it. I was like, I can't really move my vehicle that well, but I ended up doing all right. Yeah, you know, you know, it's but the, oh, the one of the they got rid of the um, the side view mirror kind of. Yeah, that was a little annoying. I mean, at least they, the, I mean, if they, it, they sacrificed that for knowing when the race was going to end because they had the the mile markers. Yeah. So you knew, okay, this is a five but and a half mile race. I, I mean, I think they just they just got rid of that altogether. That whole this, I mean, it's a cool thing to have those side view mirrors. More so, not even just to know that a guy is coming up on you because you can see that when their name pops up on the screen. But yeah. but just to see what's happening there, because if you hit like, like we said with the first few yeah. red rashes, you, you hit, hit them, them, you can see them. You can <laughs> see them flying back, and that's part of the satisfaction of the whole thing. You know, I didn't find. I didn't, well, it also I, gives I, you. Um, it kind of gives you well, like not an upper hand, but you can see like which if they're coming up on you, you can see which side they're going to be on, right. so you can anticipate which way to hit them. Right. And it seemed like you had to hit the guys quite a bit in this version to get them to knock off. You had, oh yeah. You had to really wail away on them in the, in the <laughs> first few games. It seemed like you know two or three good punches, and they were they were off their bike. Yeah. You know. You got to slug them. And it was and it was really hard that some characters had had weapons, and it was I never even picked one up. Yeah. I wasn't even able to steal one away. I mean, uh, but we were also I mean, in thrash mode. We weren't in like the the big challenge, like you know. Oh, I don't know if that makes a difference. Like the or big not. like tournament mode, let's just say, or your season mode. We didn't do that version of it. We just did thrash mode. So I don't know if maybe there's a difference there. So if they have like the the right timing, because you don't, I don't think you can you don't pick them up unless you, unless someone's swinging one at you and you happen to punch at that time and it grabs. It must it. be. Yeah. The other thing too is that there's, and I'm not going to fault the hardware for this, but there was some, you know, clipping as the scenery was coming in, so yeah. you can you can tell. But I mean, that's not a yeah, huge deal. Whatever. You got to, you know, that just kind of is whatever, and you you go with it. But 
Um, all in all, really fun. There were a lot of lot more vehicles on on screen. Um, the scrolling was really really smooth. It's it's you know what can you say? It's just another really awesome fun Road Rash game, right up there. Um, you know, with the other games and uh, just a ton of fun. I just wish that the music was in there, but the engine noises were, were pretty cool too to kind of hear that and hear like the difference when you went inside of a tunnel and it would yeah. kind of like, it would like the, that tone would kind of shift down. They did put, it's weird. They put some like really faint, like elevator style music oh, in the background, music, but, but it just, right. if you're coming off Road Rash 3 and the music in that, and then you come into this and then they're like, yeah, we have real music in it. And then it, only like it's during a the cut scenes right. and like the menu screens it's like why even have when it? i played it back in like the late 90s that wasn't my thought you know it was just an awesome fun road rash game but yeah. now coming into it and saying oh Soundgarden is in it you, sh- you should play it because it's part of the game i'm thinking of that tony hawk experience and you're not quite getting that with this version of the game so that being said um it's still fantastic so if you can find a copy of Road Rash for PS1, cheap or or even Saturn. Uh, I got my copy for about twenty twenty five bucks. Um, I'd say go for it. It's 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 worth it. It's one of those classic games that never really goes out of style. I feel like Road Rash is always cool. It's always fun. You're not wrong. You know. And then on the flip side, we played uh, Road Rash sixty four, and I don't know if you could go far enough away from what we played in the 32-bit version, in the 64-bit version, and it still be and have the heartbeat of, like, Road Rash, but something that is completely different. Like, Road Rash 64 is the exact Road Rash I would expect to be on the Nintendo 64. Yeah, it looks it's exactly plays like a Nintendo 64 It's exactly game. the game that I would expect it to be. Just, like, everything is made out of a polygon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, which is almost the opposite with the other games. You know, so they just totally fit that package within, within it. <laughs> One thing that's funny is that, whereas in the other Road Rash games, everybody kind of splits up. This game, the whole pack moves like an amoeba, just like through yeah. the entire well, level. Yeah, in this one, there's. If I remember Everybody's right, always there's, squashed together. Yeah, you know, I th- there's not really a like a sense you can break away, and then the end of the game is just like whoever ends up like a heron first. Yeah, I. Jeez, I can't remember, but I feel like this one there's like group there's like teams in it, and I think if you do keep going through the the like the one player mode, you can like join like a bike gang or the group mm. or whatever in it. That's why there's like like eight biker dudes in a race, and then there's like three other people on like the like the Kawasaki style oh, kind okay, of bikes. I know what you mean, yeah. yeah, yeah. There were like two or three characters that looked like the exact same guy. I was yeah. Like, we got Carl one, two, and three. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, that voice that uh. it reminded me of something. I'm trying to think if it's like a like a Sega CD FMV game or it's some, not like Dragon's Lair or something. Kind of like that, like that noise of. It could be Dragon's Lair. That that voice of him like, like almost yeah, falling off. I think it, I think it might be Dragon's Lair. We have Yikes. Dragon's Lair on Sega CD. Would you like to play it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I g- give give someone that game and just be like here, just try play this game. They never played it before. It's they'd be like it's this is it's broken. It's, it's not playable. It's broken. It's not a thing. You can't play this game. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. So I mean, it's. But then you know, obviously, the music in this game, top notch. 
fits mm. the game. Mm-hmm. It's the whole song. <laughs> I mean, from what I can remember, it's the whole song. How does that make it any sense? Even, it doesn't even. How sa- does that make any sense? You have a CD-based console, and you don't have the license tracks in the, in, in 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 each racing track, but yet you got it the 64, which has no memory in it, effectively comparatively, and you've got the license tracks and they in sound the levels. Good, and they sound good. They do. It didn't even sound like it was uh like some like really bad quality compressed a song it sounded really good that being said you've got the amoeba style enemies all bunched together and it i'm sorry but it does feel like a tad generic like the whole game feels a tad like a tad generic you know like it's just you're traveling with this pack you're beating these guys up and you're going through this level that's got these flat buildings that have no like it's just yeah you know it it, it moves really like your bike you don't feel like you're going that fast you know it feels like you're going like 50 miles an hour down the road you know what i mean yeah compared to the compared the to 32 the 32 bit one yeah, yeah even in the oh yeah the ones, other ones it just seems a little like a little slow paced and and yeah man those graphics the polygons man they're doesn't bother me no i'm just saying that's it, it lends itself more to that feeling of it being a little bit more generic Mm. That there's yeah. not, there's not. A no, lot I know there isn't. There isn't a lot of detail in you it. You know, I mean, if that was on a 32x, it'd be like this is like the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it'd be the, the best. <laughs> I mean, it's all, game it's, on all, it's, all it's all relative. You know what I mean to, yeah. to what you're playing it on. But there, um, there also, I'm pretty sure there's a four player mode in it too. You can do that four player simultaneous. Awesome. That would be pretty awesome. Which you know, most I can definitely games see. Had. I can see this version of Road Rash being probably the best version to play if you got four guys together. And just like a part, like a party game style thing, you know, where you're yeah. all just trying to, you know, just have a good time and, and drink, also drink some drink some Mountain Dew or Mr. Yeah. Pib. And it was also made by THQ, you know. Yeah, well, p- published by THQ. Published by THQ. Yeah, we know all, we all know about games <laughs> published by THQ, like SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> but then again, they published No Mercy. Yeah. So I mean, it's probably the best thing they've ever done. PHQ, yeah. Probably. Didn't they also do Superman 64? Or was that Titus? I think that was Titus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't matter. Feels like it's that, a THQ game. Yeah, kind of. Did that <laughs> put, him, did that put, did that put might, him out of business? Might as well have been. Yeah, so I mean, I, I can't... That's about as much negative as I can say about it. Other than that, it's a really fun game. It's all I care about. Yeah, so I mean... I don't know. I, when you think about a game series and having so many different play styles and having them all kind of work, it's pretty remarkable to think about it that way. I mean, even just having that many games in a series that are are good, you know, it seems like a lot of series kind of screw up after a while or they just drop off. And I think was that the last Road Rash, Road Rash sixty four. Uh, the last one was Jailbreak. So I mean, technically, it was kind of like the last. It was right. It was same year, I think. So yeah, that was pretty much it then. Yeah, right after that, it was you know, Jailbreak came out, came out, and it was like, mm. I mean, it doesn't really count. No, you know, no one's talking about Game Boy Advance games, but no, it came out on PS One. Oh, the Jailbreak. Mm-hmm. Oh, because mm-hmm. I have the Game Boy Advance one. Yeah. So, you know, but it was I think it was the same year, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. So that was, damn, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Last Road Rash, and they were like, all right, well. That's that. Close enough shop. <laughs> just no reason. I'm interested they to just see stopped the completely. road road. What did you call road it? redemption? Road redemption. I'm interested to see that. It is on the Switch, so you could. Uh, it's fairly cheap. I think it's like 15 bucks. Okay. 
I have a switch over there. It's collecting a lot of dust. Well, there you go. Dust that pussy off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, mean, I know I'm missing the boat on a lot of stuff with Switch, but I don't know. I know it's a cop-out, but I just, I've got other things that are my focus between life and marriage and kids and, you know, everything else. It's Sega just, Saturn. And Sega Saturn. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I being that being said, I'm doing a ton more retro gaming these days than I am modern gaming. I mean, I don't, I barely even know what's happening with a lot of them. Aren't we systems. all? Um, but our heart and soul is in the past, and you know that's part of why we do this podcast is to kind of reconnect with those with those old memories. So recoagulate. Um, did you have anything else in terms of like your old memories of this game? That, came up or um well you, man did you own it i <laughs> it seems like all these games i never owned but like someone yeah but that doesn't matter someone had them or three quarters of we the games that them. i ever talk about that i have fond memories of i never owned it matt owned them and i went over to his house to play them yeah i mean because yeah. that was when you know renting games was like the thing just renting games all the time well, it was a like friday night right you'd rent it you get it for the three-day rental yeah and... um man i don't think i bought Road Rash 64, but I just remember we must have rented it. I played it at my friend Johnny Zabori's house. We played it in his basement. One of one like one of those games that we just played for like hours and hours. It was just a fun game. Hmm. One and, of those. You know, Road Rash was like one of the games we played and liked, and I don't even remember like hearing about like it doesn't even cross my mind like ever seen any reviews like when it came out. I think it was just like we saw it there and like oh. Road Rash 64? Right. Hell yeah. And I think Road Rash is a really good, and I don't want to go too deep into this conversation, but it's kind of a good jumping off point to talk about what kind of matters in gaming and what kind of matters with games versus, and I don't mean to sound cynical, but one of the reasons why it's hard for me to stay up with modern gaming is that it's just, there's just so much more emphasis on everything besides the pure gameplay you know like is it fun or not yeah i mean it's just when you look at a game is it fun to play does it bring you joy you know what i mean or if it doesn't then why are you playing it and i find so often with a lot of modern games people are trying to pick out why this game is great or you know and there's like that whole you know playstation versus xbox thing and you know this game is better because it's it's got because it's got this much more resolution it's like but, but is the game fun <laughs> is it fun to play does it make you want to come back and yeah but the shading and light sourcing in this one is but, so much crisper than the xbox version listen we just played <laughs> we just played these two games and then last podcast we played road rash 3 and you know what i had the most fun with road rash 3 yeah and it's i it's, still think that's it, the best one and it's technically the most inferior between those three versions now that's no discredit to the other games. Those other games are, are awesome, and I would play those games in a heartbeat. But it just lends itself to that to that conversation, that argument that you should play games because they're fun. And if they're fun, it shouldn't matter, you know. And that shouldn't what, matter, man. But going going back to these old games, that's what matters to us, and that's why we love to to continue to play them because for the most part, they're pick up and play. You can you don't really need too much in terms of a, you don't need any tutorial. You just kind of figure out the buttons and, and go ahead and, and play, and they're just fun. They're they're a joy. They make you want to 
want to continue to play and it makes you smile, it makes you happy. I haven't really gotten a ton of that from modern gaming. You know, I don't pick up a ton of modern games, at least over the past few years, and and feel like I'm getting a sense of joy from that experience. It's like, it's more like a job, to be honest with you, to get into these games. And I know I'm not coming up with specific examples, but these games are so bloated and so big and they've got so much budget and they've become something more than just a game. It's not just about the game anymore. It's about the ambiance and it's about those... I mean, I love I love good story, but it just seems like the controls and, and the, the mechanism and the pacing of the games, there's so much more that goes into them. And part of it is probably just because of being an adult. We don't have the, the time for it, but I don't see... You know, a kid who's under 13 or 14 being able to handle a lot of modern games that have a lot of these big-time tutorials or a lot of these big control schemes. I mean, my son can't is not going to be able to play that kind of that those kinds of games until he's probably in his teens. You know, whereas when we were kids, you had two buttons, three buttons, or four <laughs> buttons. Well, yeah, that was just and, that's just how it was. But it was easier for a younger person to get into those games. Yeah, you know, it's like you almost have to be an adult. That's kind of, I guess, why Nintendo is so prominent still. Like Mario Kart. I mean, that's probably like the last I mean, like game I really got into. I just like Splatoon is an easy game. Right. And do you see these commercials that are coming out now about like families and kids with the Nintendo Switch and oh, you know, yeah. the dad plays well, Pokemon and the kids play Pokemon and it's like that's what it's about. You know, now I don't, I'm not a huge Pokemon fan, but. Nintendo seems to get that when where it's it's about it's about fun it's about play and it's about having a good time, you know. I think PlayStation tries to market that as well, but they've got a much more serious tone. Yeah, you know? I don't know. I'm just kind of ranting, but <laughs> that's these old games are just quick. They're easy to get into, and they're a hell of a lot of fun. And that's why we those are the best games for me. So it's kind of why I never really got into like the RPGs and. Stuff like that, I just don't find them. I mean, you got exciting, the you, you got know? the attention span of a rat, no, so I know. it's it's like you know, I couldn't ask you to get into that. WF No Mercy, <laughs> but WF That's No Mercy the, uh... is, is, a, is is I find No Mercy to be kind of a complex game, to be honest with you. Like in terms of how to pull off certain moves, there's like you know, you got to hold left in the A button or right in the A button or up or down. And yeah, but if you, if you they, do, they do different things, and then. Well, how do you how do you pin him? And then well, this button flips the guy over. Why would I want to flip him? Fairly over? easy though. But like, if you compare it to the if you if you played No Mercy and like if you kind of did a video like this where we're playing Road Rashes, if you put on No Mercy and then you put in the new WWE 2K19 or whatever, yeah. it's it's really it just doesn't play the same. It's just not. Are there much it's more not controls easier that you to have get to into. learn? Yeah, it's just not as easy to get into. Mm. Yeah, that, that that alienates me even more. Like, I don't know. Just like when you... You know pin, my favorite wrestling you, game is? No, well, I'm Pro saying, wrestling on yeah, NES. Yeah, I got it. I know that. But when you like when you pin someone in 2K19, in 2K there's like this, this spinning thing that comes up. And to kick out, you have to stop it when the color like matches up or whatever. Oh, gosh. Like you just don't like tap the button like you would in <laughs> the old wrestling games. You just keep tapping the button to hopefully get up. We had to break our fucking fingers in those games together. Yeah, yeah. But whatever, that's just how it is. I think I'm sounding like an like too a old, ornery, ornery old man <laughs> here. Yeah, get off my porch. 
Well, we want to highlight those great games from our past, and I think Road Rash is definitely one of them. If if I have to pick, if I have to pick, um, it's Road Rash three. We my, know that my favorite. I don't know if Road Rash three is my favorite. It's it's because we we really have only kind of scratched the surface with these games, but it's somewhere in between that and the thirty two bit version because that's the one that I had when I was younger, you know, and it was right, right, on the right, PC crazy right. to think. But um, Road Rash 3, especially, I think Road Rash 3 had my favorite soundtrack. Yeah. You know? I agree with that. And that's one thing we both agree on. And those were chiptunes. You know? Ron Hubbard. Ron Hubbard. Um, but I, I, yeah, I mean... That's the thing. It's so hard to pick from these games because they're all great, you know. Pro Restry is, is the, I think it's the top. Yeah, it's I mean, when they peaked. I'm not gonna argue with that. I'm not gonna. It's probably somewhere between Road Rash Three and, and the other version. I'm, we played the Saturn version. I'm not sure if the PS One is a little bit more like smoother than the Saturn version, or the PC is one is a little bit smoother. Um. The one thing that threw me off about that game is just the inertia, just kind of like that and the music not being in the levels. Yeah. You know, but... But just on playability. Any way you can, you can pretty play... Pretty much I'll play. Any way okay. you can play these games, get please play them because they're, they need to be talked about. You know, if we want to keep retro gaming alive, we have to, we have to continue to, to kind of spread the message on, the, on these, these old games and get people to, to be involved and rediscover rediscover them because they are important they have affected what has come from it but they've also kind of been lost to time a little bit and you know we should be talking about road rash 3 that game is fantastic so if you can get a chance if you can find a copy pick one up and um ebay 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 we need an alternative to ebay i'm not even going to get into that that's another conversation (laughs) for another day that's a whole other podcast we we need a good alternative to, to ebay that's uh ebay can be a problem I'm not saying i got burned recently or anything i'm just saying like it can be a problem you're a problem sir you're a big <laughs> problem I don't, I don't want to point any fingers but you're a big problem <laughs> all right well uh thank you guys so much for listening again we are the turbo duo and um we are we are trent would you please tell the folks uh how to get in touch with us on uh on the internets and the social medias? Of course. On Instagram at the Turbo Duo. Once again on YouTube, just search the Turbo Duo or search the Turbo Turbo Duo cast. And if you go on Facebook, you can type in the Turbo Duo. We have an email, which is the Turbo Duo at gmail.com if you have any questions or suggestions. And mainly, um, on games, we we don't have a schedule for the next game yet. Um, I've got a couple of thoughts on where I want to go with it, but if you've got a game suggestion or a series suggestion, we'd be happy to take it. There's probably a good chance that we'll be able to uh, to find a copy or have a copy in our in our combined collections. Um, any any uh, pickups, Trent, since the last time that we met? Uh, yes, actually. I uh, just picked up Off-Road on Genesis. Oh, yeah. Super it's Off-Road? Super Off-Road, yep. Which comes in the sweet cardboard box. Was yeah. it 
ballistic. I, 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 I think have, ballistic made it. I have the which is loose cart. Oh, you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's only two player. I wish they would have made it four player. Yeah, I mean, shit. The Nintendo one was. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's like we're going backwards. Yeah. Uh, I so I picked up that. To be honest though, I don't have four friends to play the game with. Nope. Oh, I picked up that, and I picked up WWF Superstars Two on Game Boy. Because everybody needs that. Mm-hmm. Just because it was a wrestling game, so I had to get it. Nice. Yeah, nice. it is. That was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, um, so since the last time we, we uh, got together, I've picked up uh, Bust a Move 2 and uh, I think, Bat- is it Batman? Oh, yeah, Batman Forever Arcade. Or Batman, Batman Forever, Man. Batman Forever, the arcade game. Yep, for Sega Saturn. So we'll have to, now maybe we'll do a Batman episode. Yeah, we could do we could do um, <laughs> Batman Returns on Sega CD. We could do Batman on NES and Genesis. The Batman Returns on Super Nintendo, the good one. Batman Returns on Super Nintendo. I mean, we could we could make a, be a nine part. Yeah, series. We, we might want to just pick out. We might want to just pick out a couple. Um, and then the big the big one I picked up was Shining Force Three. Oh wow! So I picked I picked that one. Shining so. Force. Yeah, in a matter of a couple months, we've we've picked up Shining Force one, two, and three. So I'll have to have to get that going. Um, Trill OG. My my Nomad is in the shop right now, getting a brand new LCD screen. Three twenty p. It's ridiculous. Oh my god, it's so gorgeous. <laughs> so much high resolution resolution. Um, yeah, so that should be good. Get the. Uh, get We're that. all happy for Cause you. Because that because that that Nomad screen is just disgusting. It's so blurry. Yeah. It's like the Game Gear one. Kind of, yeah. I got Nomad Steve. Steve, thank you so much for your excellent work. I'm excited to get my Nomad back. And um, that's about it. Uh, oh, 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 oh. I also, oh, oh, uh, I also oh, picked oh, up, oh, 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 I also picked up oh, oh. N- Ninja Spirit for TurboGrafx-16. Ooh. So we could do a Ninja episode as well. Nope. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Ninja Gaiden and Ninja Spirit. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden. I've got Ninja Gaiden 2. We could do Ninja Spirit. We could do The Ninja on Sega Master System. Hmm. We could do... Ninja uh, Fucks Ninja. We could do Consumi Ninja on Atari Jaguar. Oh, jeez. Actually, no. We could run an emulator on that one. Yeah, we couldn't do that. Um, (laughs) We could do Ken Seiden on uh, on Master System. Nope. It has to say Ninja in the title or it doesn't count. What about... um, Nope. What about Shinobi? No. You know that Shinobi is another word for ninja. But it doesn't say ninja. So they have to have ninja <laughs> in the title. All right, so we'll play we'll play the ninja, ninja spirit. Yeah, but we're not going to do that. Guided. Why not? Nope. Because you have the attention span of a rat. Yes. Okay. All right. Thank you guys for uh, for tuning in. Be safe out there. Be healthy. Be happy. And keep it retro. Keep it retro.